Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the 10th episode of Warrior Talk. Woo! Pretty amazing. Uh, Matt, did you did you even think we would get through 10? No, I was hoping number one would go okay and we'd be good there. I would have been satisfied with one, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. The fact that we're at 10 is actually kind of amazing. It is pretty awesome. And it, it's pretty cool, the consistency of us. It's Monday evening, mm-hmm. uh, so we've kind of... Tried to hit either a Sunday night or tonight. It's Monday night right now. But, um, yeah, man, 10 episodes is pretty awesome. Yep, 10 going on 100, hopefully. Uh, it's just fun. It might be an understatement. It's just been, like, just be able to do this has been awesome. We know, I mean, I know a couple of people that reach out to us weekly just to let us know you're listening. Uh, we, we appreciate that. We love the feedback and... Anything that you guys want us to tackle, please let us know. Um, but thank you for 10 weeks uh, we've been doing this. And like yeah, like Matt said, maybe 100 would be an amazing milestone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I to be able to just kind of go through the whole athletic season with the teams, it's just it's been a lot of fun just being able to catch you guys up if you're not able, you know, to whether it be the Hendricks County Flyer or just Twitter or whatever, but give you a little more insight into what the athletic teams are doing, which is, it's an amazing thing what all that, all the sports teams are doing. Specifically this year, I think it's been awesome and in the past couple of years gets you caught up, so. The fall has really set the stage for the winter and the spring. Oh, they set the standard. Oh, it's, it's going to be hard to top right now, but I think, the, the winter sports are ready for the challenge. Awesome. Well, I think I saw a tweet today that it's the first official day of girls' basketball practice. So, it is. Uh, I know that we are both pretty excited about the girls' basketball season. This isn't really on our list of things to talk about, but I think that they are setting some pretty high goals for themselves, not just the Sagamore Conference. Um, I know that they want to continue to build on what they accomplished Last season, going into this season, do you feel like having having that pressure is good? It can be. Uh, it depends on how how the girls are taking it, um, how the coaches are approaching it as well. You always want to have those high expectations, but now it's just not expectations on yourself. It's all the outside right. having those expectations too. Right at the high school level, it, it I've seen teams where it's a little too much and. For everyone else's point of view, it seems like you're underachieving, but you know it's hard. But I, I think this team is ready to go. You lose two seniors. Unfortunately, one wasn't able to play last year due to injuries. But you're bringing back a team that went to semi-state, so a top four team. Right. Three of the other top four teams it all got moved up a class due to the success factor. So, right. I mean, de facto, Danville is going to be probably a top three, at least top five favorite to win state this year. Yeah. And you don't say that much about Danville teams uh, here, at least here recently. Right. So, like you said, it's, it's a lot of pressure, but I think the coaching staff, which is awesome coaching staff, yeah. I think they're going to be ready to go. Um yeah, to have the belief, uh, you know, from the outside community is another way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, you know, you could talk about expectation and that could become a crippling thing. Uh, but you could also just talk about uh, belief and just what uh, experts are saying, what your fan base is saying, what your coaching staff is saying, uh, having that belief. And that's how I would spin it uh, in that team, you know, should hopefully also motivate and push on forward and, and the thing is like you you can go it's one extreme or the other there's two ways you can look at it you can either embrace it right like listen we are good everybody knows we're good what are we going to do to stay on top right like how are we going to or you kind of break it down like listen it's a brand new season last year didn't matter we're right. it's o and o like right you just kind of work your way from the bottom. You, it's us against the world again. Correct. So you got to go one extreme or the other. Whatever you know direction you go, you just have to embrace it fully. True. Very true. Well, uh, kind of transitioning into expectations, uh, looking at the recap of last week's uh, athletic schedule. Football uh, had a 34-0 victory over Northmont. 
to seal the season. Yeah. The regular season is over. They went undefeated. Sagamore Conference champions going into sectionals. Yeah, I mean, it's first first undefeated season since 2002. It's been a long time. Uh, from what I understand, the offense got off to a, kind of a slow start, but the defense again, you know, picking them up. Right. Another shutout. Right. It, that's awesome to see. Uh, so it's going to be interesting because you got Monrovia and Tri-West playing in the first round and Danville, you know, they're preparing for South Vermilion, but it's kind of hard not to look ahead. Um, now, now for anybody that's listening, uh, do you know what the sectional is for Danville football? So Danville drew uh, South Vermilion and that will be at South Vermilion on Friday. Uh, Monrovia, who got moved up a class due to the the two very good years they've had. So they're now in 3A. They drew Tri-West. The other half of the sectional I'm not positive on. I believe Greencastle, um, maybe West Vigo, maybe maybe Brown County. So it's teams a little further out west. It's not the traditional sectional we're used to. You're not going to see Chatard in, in the sectional this year. So you don't want to overlook anybody, but Danville is probably definitely the odds-on favorite to win the sectional. So I think anything short of that would probably be a disappointment right. to anybody. So it's going to be interesting, though, because I think Tri-West is another team that could they gave Danville a little bit of fits the first time around. Right. Uh, right, a second time around, a yes. sectional game. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure if I understand the rules... Uh, we are away for our first game. If we win that, then I believe we, we would get home for yes. the second game. Um, yeah, you, you're, you're right. You're right. You never know. You never know. And the thing is, kind of diving into the team that worries me is Tri-West. Monrovia should ha- it should be a really good game. I think their records don't indicate what kind of teams they actually are. Yeah. But I expect Tri-West to beat Monrovia. And the reason I think Tri-West is a very problematic game is... The first time we played him, Tyler Watson, who he excels on the basketball court, but it was the first time he was playing quarterback all year. I think he's starting to feel more comfortable in the offense now, and yeah. the guy's a gamer. Yeah. Like that, that guy's that kid's gonna make big plays. So, and the defense is still gonna be there. So, I, I think Tri West, I think Danville should and will win it. Right. But I think it's definitely going to be a, a very We're going back to game. the whole conversation we just had about girls basketball. I mean, the pressure really is on Danville. Yes, it you is. You go undefeated. It should be. Um, you know, Coach Casey has been talking and preaching to his team about earn, not given. I mean, they've earned everything that they've had, yes. and they don't want to let off the gas. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's full steam ahead. Uh, I don't think... The coaching staff has done a great job of keeping the team focused each and every week, never kind of looking ahead. They haven't had that let-up game, it's felt like. I mean, the Weibo game, as close as it was, Western Boone's a really good team. They were right. a top 10, top 10 team in 2A. Right. So the fact that they gave them that kind of game was no surprise. Uh, well coached there. And I we mean, talked about that. You need that game regardless. You yes. need that game before you get into the sectionals. So it's a good thing that they got it. They yes. got it at home. It's out of the way. Yes. So it's going to be a fun sectional. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Moving on, uh, girls' soccer had, I think, historically the best season girls' soccer has ever had. Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely the best uh, record in girls' soccer. Uh, We talked about it last week, the first sectional in girls' girls soccer history. I mean, an amazing season. Right. Unfortunately, it came to an end on Saturday. Uh, Jess and I went to uh, the game over at New Palestine. Um, it, it was rough. I mean, it got off to a really good start. I mean, Maddie Deckard put a shot on goal. Uh, goalie mishandled it a little bit. Went in. We we're up one nothing. You know, halfway through the first half, and then Shatard not too long after that. You know, tied it up. You know, not not what you wanted, but you go and went in the halftime, tied one one, and then. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know if something clicked for Shatard. I was looking at their roster. They had like eight or nine seniors or yeah. something like that. Uh, but, just, I mean, Shatard steamrolled through the second half. And it wasn't for a lack of effort I, or anything like that. It was just, it, it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you feel bad for him. Uh, 
you know, at this point, you, you, they're probably still just reeling, feeling it. I know uh, for me, driving by the high school for the sectional final and just being irritated that we weren't playing. So you know that the girls' team is feeling it. Uh, we're hoping to get a chance to sit down with Coach Adams soon and be able to talk to him about this, the amazing season. I mean, like, you know, the fact that it ended in a loss does not take away uh, from the fact that they had a phenomenal season. Oh, I mean, yeah. just something that I think all of those girls are going to remember. I mean, really, being the first sectional team winner oh, yeah. um, is something that they are going to be able to hold they, on to they made forever. History. Yeah, they, they made history. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to go down as the first team to win a sectional. You yes. know, 30, 40 years later, right. you know, they're still going to talk about this They're going to bring their kids to the game. They're yeah. going to bring their kids back to... Uh, Danville soccer game. They're going to be able to point to that sign to say we we were on that team. We were part of that. So and, and, and it's a good and we're it's a good mix of players they had. They had four seniors, you know. What I mean, so but they had a lot of good juniors and good sophomores and a couple freshmen mixed in there that they're going to build to next right. year. Don't get me wrong, you're going to miss those seniors, but I, I mean the expectation going into next year should be the same. I don't know. Exactly, it's exciting. You're setting you're you're setting the bar high, which you should which makes the underclassmen should want to get above that. And this is what this is what we love about the new sectional alignment for soccer specifically is is now this Danville is a competitor every year right. when it comes to sectionals. And I feel like we have a hard sectional that if you get through that you know that the road to state is not, not easy, which we learn, but it is it's doable. It's attainable. Yes. Right. It's absolutely doable. Well, that kind of leads us into, you know, volleyball as well. Volleyball, awesome. You know, the the great season continues. They kind of, uh, I don't want to say steamrolled, but, you know, just went right through their sectional, uh, defeated, uh, man, I'm losing, oh, Beach Grove in their first round game, defeated Indianapolis Heron in the second round, and then defeated Indian Creek for the first sectional title since 1993. Yeah. It, it's I mean it was an awesome feel. I wasn't able to go to the game, but I, you know I was constantly following, refreshing, yep. refreshing, yep, me too. refreshing, me too. and you know and it, it got off to a rough start. And I think Coach Thomas uh, mentioned it in the Hendricks County Flyer article. They lost. They dropped the first set in, against Indian Creek in the final, and she kind of chalked it up to nerves. You know, a lot of younger players. Uh, and players that had never been there before. Right. So. Nerves and but then won the next three sets yeah. in convincing fashion. Uh, Indian Creek with you know fought back in the fourth set, got off to an early lead, but Danville just you know boom, serve, serve, yeah, just kept coming back and just it, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun to watch. We 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 really we've been trying all season to get Coach Thomas <laughs> on, um, just to sit down with us. I, I cannot wait for that opportunity because I, I just want to understand some of the the strategy. Yes. Um, on who you, who you're placing in, why you're placing that girl in there uh, at that time for the serves and for different things of that nature. But it seemed like her coaching staff they knew exactly what the strengths are to their team and they maximized them all season long. Oh yeah, and from what I mean, nothing changed from what from what I gather from the first time I watched the game till you know towards the very end of the season, nothing really changed. It was just a matter of the team getting better at what they did. Right. And and that's a, a testament to, the, like you said, the coaching staff being able to put the right players in the right position at the right time, and it seemed like every time. Well, you you, I mean, you probably heard this saying before, you know, having the right person on the right seat on the bus. But that's part of coaching is being able to know where you're good, where you have weaknesses, and not to cover your weaknesses, but to excel more at what you're good at. Yeah. And so we do, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know what a weakness is to Danville Volleyball, but I do believe that they have a lot of strengths, and they're able to play to those strengths uh, in just an excellent fashion. Yeah, like you said, I can't wait to talk to Coach Thomas. I think it's been more of a superstitious thing. She doesn't want to you know, break the street, and I'm, I'm totally for that. Yes. I, I get it. We talked about superstition earlier, you know, it's it's just one of those things, you know, if it's not broke, don't, you know, don't, Correct. don't totally, fix it. Totally agree. So, totally agree. Even if it's after the season, if it's later this week, whenever, I can't wait for that discussion, but, you know, they're hosting the regional. Yes. I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, I, I hopefully the gym is packed. Yeah, I believe that uh, Danville Athletics has 
made a challenge to the mob about coming, and if they show up, there'll be free donuts for them. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Mr. Regatius put that out, or someone did. Yes. Whether it's him or not, I'm not sure. Can't imagine anybody from the mob is listening to us. If it's just one. Maybe one. Maybe one. Okay. Donuts. Talking to you, Adam Barber. Free, Talking to you. Free donuts for you, buddy. <laughs> you get two for just mentioning this this highlight right here. Yeah, mention this podcast. They might give you another one. Doubt it. All right. Uh, cross country also continuing on with their season. Uh, the boys team has qualified for semi-state for the second year in a row. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, what about these individuals? Uh, Sam Comer... Continuing to you know be impressive throughout the year, got a second place finish at the regional, I believe, to uh, an Avon runner, uh, which seems that he he's very good. I think that he was the same runner he finished second to in the county, mm-hmm. maybe even the sectional. I don't know if Avon was in that sectional as well. And then uh, Jackson Swisher finished uh, in the top ten as well, which only helps you know Danville's chances to getting to semi-state like I said second year in a row I mean cross country doesn't get you know the pub you know that you know football soccer basketball and all those other sports get but they're they're doing something right you know growing up the cross country team in my high school uh, the girls team uh, they went to state uh, four years in a row and I believe they won two maybe three of those years in a row and uh our little our town i don't want to say little it was bigger in danville but our (laughs) town um you know honored them greatly by giving them a plaque and a sign uh, when you entered into our county so uh definitely props to the cross country team i've mentioned it time and time again just watching them warm up watching them run uh had a chance to talk to Jackson Swisher uh, one time, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and just said, man, we're proud of you. Uh, we, we see you, right? We see what you're doing. So if you know any of the cross-country boys, um, give them a shout-out. Let them know uh, that you're proud of them and that you are behind them on this semi-state run. Definitely want to see them get to that next level. Oh, yeah, and the future's bright, too, because the, the boys' middle school cross-country team Finished. There's undefeated. Didn't didn't lose to anyone all year. So you know whether it's the high school coaches, you know, helping with the middle school or whatever they're doing, it's right. working. And it, the future is bright for the cross country team. Okay, so upcoming schedule. Uh, obviously, next Friday night yep. is the first sectional football game at South Vermilion. So make sure you guys make the drive wherever the heck that place is. <laughs> it's a little bit of a drive. Uh, you will have it, it's. I think it's maybe forty five minutes for some. here. It's it's out west. All right. So if you can make the drive, support the team. They love they love having you guys out there. Yeah, and if you're unable to make the drive, but you want to know what's going on, uh, the Danville Athletics uh, Twitter feed is excellent. Do, does yes. a great job of keeping people up to date. So uh, give them a follow. Um, if you're unable to do that. Shout out to the administration in general. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Haman was at, I think he was at the cross-country regional mm-hmm. giving updates. I know Mrs. Harvey and Mr. Regatius were at the soccer game giving updates. Yep. And then both of them, I believe, were at the volleyball sectional final that night as yep. well giving updates. Those guys are doing an awesome job making sure everybody knows exactly what these guys are doing. So Well, and it's also encouraging uh, if you're a student athlete to see one of your uh, principals there. Yeah. I mean, I know Mrs. Harvey uh, a few times was seen on the track uh, either hanging near the, uh, the training, you know, golf cart or uh, you know, interacting with players that are coming on and off the field. So, yes. Oh, and, and another thing she does, which is awesome for football games, is she will broadcast them live through Periscope. Yeah. So if you're unable to make it to the game and you follow her on Twitter, you might catch part of the game now. And it's sideline view. She's down there on the field yes. broadcasting the game. So it's, it's awesome. All right. Uh, also, upcoming this week, Saturday, Saturday. morning, 10 a.m., I believe. Yes, uh, it is. The regional. Is regional. 
yes, Danville's hosting the regional. It'll be at the high school, 10 a.m. Uh, Danville uh, plays Brebuff in their uh, their game. I'm not sure who the other teams are. I'd have to look that up. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, it should be packed. I want it to be packed. Yes. Like, you want to talk about high energy. Basketball is one thing. It's constant. Volleyball, like, from point to point. Listen, it's just, listen, I, listen. I can just tell you straight up that volleyball has the best soundtrack of any sport in Danville <laughs> history. All right? I mean, I went to a game. I was jacked up. I was pumped. I was ready to get on the court. You know what I mean? So, like, if you were worried about being awake, the soundtrack at 10 a.m., Coming from the gym. And these girls are hyped. Like, every point. Yes. It is unbelievable. Yes. Cannot wait. Yes. It will be good. We will be there. I know that. I'll be in the mountains. I'm I'm not judging you. Yeah, I don't feel too bad about it. Uh, I believe that's it. That it? Upcoming schedule. Yeah. If it isn't, let us know. that we. I, I mean... With winter sports coming around the corner, we'll probably be doing a preview. We kind of did a girls' basketball one. We got boys' basketball, wrestling, swimming, diving. So be on the lookout for our previews as well. Be on the lookout. Uh, all right. So one of the uh, one of the th- <clears throat> things that we want to highlight every week is a, uh, a segment where we would call uh, this week in sports history and we're gonna go all the way back to <laughs> 1862 baseball player James Creighton ruptured his bladder hitting a home run and died four days later it must have been one heck of a swing well I mean so 1862 can't imagine that the uh, the medical field was where it is where it is today yes um, but so, so the reason that I picked that one um, it, it, it leads me to this conversation maybe this question of it, it's not like I'm, I'm wanting this by no means am I wanting this uh, I, it's not like that I foresee this but I just gotta go when is there going to be an NFL player killed? During a game, because of a hit. Uh, it's so it that is it's so tough. We we've seen players get paralyzed from hits on the field, severe injuries. You know the concussion thing is big right now. Oh, I mean, is it, that question even because of the concussion thing going on? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't want to think so, but I feel like that that question has been asked. the The whole you know death on the field question has been asked even prior to this whole concussion thing. Like I I, I don't know. Right. It's it's a hard question to answer, but at the same time, it, players have died in other sports. I can the only one I can honestly think of is basketball. Right. But that was because I think of pre-existing heart conditions. Correct. So was it Maryland? Is that who you're thinking of? The one that kind of hits closer to home for Indiana people is his name was John Stewart. Uh-huh. He went to Lawrence North High School. Okay. He was a Kentucky commit when uh, Tubby Smith was there. Okay. I think they had just won maybe the national title. Okay. Or, you know, it was maybe a year or two before. Right in that area. And he was playing playing a game. You know? A high school game. It wasn't like AAU or okay. anything. And then he he collapsed on the floor. And he, I, he didn't die on the floor. But on his way to the hospital, I mean, he, he passed away. It was, it was unbelievable. I remember pretty, pretty, pretty vividly. I mean, I was only in like fourth or fifth grade at the time. Right. But it was one of those things because we were playing in an all-star league at the time. We were up at Lawrence North High School, you know, that that weekend, the next day or that Sunday after the game had happened. It was just like, wow. Right. So it it happens. You're, and I understand, like, the difference in the question that I'm asking is because of a hit, right? Right. Like, I know, like, there was an ESPN 30 for 30 on a guy um, in college basketball that died. And I don't remember his name. I don't remember what school he was going to. 
Um, but but he, right, he had an enlarged heart, and it, it, it was bound to happen because he was playing, and he just didn't know about it. Right. Um, but to me, like, does that, pardon the pun, kill the NFL if we witness, I mean, can you imagine a Monday night football game where that's the most watched game of the weekend? Um, a player going across the middle, receiver, you know, trying to catch the ball, and a linebacker. I mean, we don't even need to say a dirty shot. I mean, just a hit. I don't. It's. I don't know how I'm going to come across by saying this. I don't think it will. I don't think. I think football. I won't even say the NFL. I think football will go on from something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's. Because they will want to make it inherently safer. And I think that's that's what's happening even now with all this concussion talk and all these st- stuff like that. Especially the helmets. Especially the helmets. Right. The helmet technology and the helmet safety has gotten better since the the discussion has been out there. Like I, I agree with the people that say football is actually safer now yeah. than it probably has been in the past. Right and I, yeah, I don't want to take the rab. I'm not. I'm not going to take the rabbit trail because it, it just does, goes nowhere good. Um, but just the whole creation of social media has probably ruined a lot of different things. You know, namely the NFL and right. the sense of all this concussion talk, all the other things that are going on. Because yeah, I'm sure everything was the same. My wife and I we were talking the other day about. Uh, artificial turf, and you remember AstroTurf? Oh yeah, I mean uh, the RCA Dome used to have it downtown where the Colts played, and we would we would play on it every every so often. Danville would right. kind of like they did Lucas Oil right. this year. We'd play on it. It it's awful. It was awful. Correct. I mean you're playing on padded concrete basically. Uh, you know, so we have seen tremendous strides into making the game safer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. You know, hopefully we're just blowing smoke out yes. of our butts and, we, you know, like, you know, there's never going to be this this thing that happens. And, you know, the talking heads on sports radio uh, definitely like to drum up whatever emotion, strong emotion, Danny Cannell, you know, the war on football. Um, I don't know. Well, let's just put it this way. If my, if I have a son and he wants to play football, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. Because I think the problem in football is players are incorrectly playing the game. Just from a fundamental standpoint. And what I mean by that is specifically tackling. Right. They do not tackle correctly. Okay, now, it, it, it doesn't take a whole lot. It just takes a pretty hard hit in the right spot to cause a concussion. Right. But these guys are leading with the head... They don't even wrap up like right. you're supposed to. Right. All right? Lead with the shoulder. The helmet is there to protect, not to use as a weapon. Right. Okay? Right. And it's just, it's hard. It's well, hard. We were watching uh, the Bears-Ravens game on Sunday, and uh, a Ravens player caught the ball, was folding on his... he was His butt was on the ground. He was folding to his knees... And a Bears player uh, clipped his head with his knee, and he went. I mean, he went limp. Now he ended up being fine. Was up walking off the field, but you know, in those moments, I mean, like there was nothing dirty, illegal about that. I mean, just the the speed of the game, everything's going, everything's happening so fast, and this guy's almost like. I mean, it just looks like, oh my gosh, you know, like get the kids away. You don't want to watch this. For as inherently dangerous as football is, imagine something like rugby uh-huh. or Australian rules football, yeah. or where literally they're playing football with no pads. Do you feel like the pads create a sense though of invincibility? Yeah, like I know for soccer players, when they get the concussion bands on their head, it's almost like. The, the players thinking, oh, now I can do whatever I want again because this band is here to help me. No, that's not the case, no. right? Like, that's that's there as a precaution. It's there to help, but it's not there to uh, create a shield around you that you can now do whatever you want. 
See, and that's the thing. Like, any sport you play, I feel like, is just inherently... It, it's inherently dangerous because of the physical... Like, basketball, whether it's your knees, ankles, mm-hmm. fingers. I mean, there's right. going to be that inherent risk. Soccer, head injuries. Right. You know, slide tackling, ankles right. and knees. Right. Uh, baseball, I mean, you got a 95-mile-an-hour pitch and then the ball coming off at over 100 miles an right. hour. It's, and that's it, for anybody in the stadium. Yes. I mean, we we saw it not that long ago with a little girl getting hit in the stands. Right. You know, and it's there. So, like I said, if it happens coming, like, full circle, if it happens on the on a football field, no matter what level, right. I think it'll go on. Because I think it's the – it would be the fluke. Like, how many how many years have we been playing football and how many times has it happened? And True. And you're only going to be able to – you know, highlight that one time. True. So I, I think it'll survive. And unfortunately, when stuff like that happens, the the silver lining, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, is that there's going to be that much bigger effort to make it safer. Look at NASCAR. After Dale, after Dale Earnhardt passed away from his wreck, right. they... They made unbelievable strides to make the wall safer and right. you know more forgiving and right. stuff like that. So, True. that's I guess that's where I stand when it comes to that. That makes sense. So, I mean, kind of looking back at this weekend in sports, I mean, it's crazy, crazy weekend of sports. I mean, does anybody even care about Major League Baseball? Yes, uh, I mean, yes. There, there's plenty because when you think about it, though, think about the teams that are. In the playoffs that are still left, you got the Yankees, yeah. biggest market in in the country. Right. Second biggest market, if not bigger, LA, right. you got the Dodgers. Probably the third biggest market. Excuse me, third biggest market in the country, the Cubs. You got Chicago. You got the top three cities. I mean, in Houston's the country, no slouch. And either. then yes, Houston. Yeah, they're a huge city, and plus they got this whole kind of emotional tug at you right. now after the hurricane had hit. You got the Astros. It's like, yeah. There's a lot of people right. that, that, that care about baseball. <laughs> Maybe watching right the Red Sox lose in the fashion that they did made me check out. But I, I think so. Cubs, Dodgers. W- w- however, that series, right yeah, two zero. But you know, I heard Dockage say it earlier today. Like a series doesn't start till a road team wins. Yeah. Okay. So Dodgers held serve. Now it's time for the Cubs to do the same. Right. So whoever comes out of that is it's going to be fantastic for the national or you know for the country whether it's cubs or dodgers cubs you know which is you know if you would have said last year this time is unthinkable right you got the dodgers who haven't won in probably maybe 30 years right you know a lot of history there whether it be la and brooklyn right and then you got the yankees the you know right just everybody cheers to see them lose yes and even then you know that's going to be if the Yankees are in the World Series, you're probably still going to watch maybe a little bit, and then you got Houston, who's you know kind of this feel good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would find myself pulling for Houston. Right. Which, I mean, growing up, how you, you know back in the old NL Central, um, you ever <laughs> imagine the Astros? No. You know. It was great because the fr- the the first year, first or second year, they were out of the NL Central. They were like the best team in their division over right. in the American League, which I found hilarious right. because they were the laughing stock of the NFL. Correct. So, but no, I, I think there's still a lot of interest in the base, baseball playoffs right now. Just you and I is right. not the kind of diehard baseball You're correct. fans. You're correct. Uh, so moving on to the sport that everybody does care about. College football. College football, yeah. I mean, think about it. What was it, seven, seven top ten teams or seven at least seven ranked teams went down this weekend where – in a in a weekend where no ranked teams were actually playing each other, right? So I mean, it started on Friday night when uh, Syracuse Syracuse upsets Clemson. yeah upsets Clemson. Never saw that coming. No, unbelievable. No, right? Never no. saw a that coming. Long time since McNabb's played for Syracuse. All right, so you had that, and then later in the night, Cal, Cal absolutely drumming yeah. Wazoo, which. I didn't see the drumming, but I did. I, I could see that because Mike, Le- State, right? Mike Leach teams, right. you know, eventually they get they get found out, and you know they have one of those losses. It happens. Right. It happened at Texas Tech. It, I mean, it, right. it was going to happen. 
And then who else we had? Well, you got. I mean, you got Texas Tech losing. Uh, but I mean, it's twenty four. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, Michigan almost losing. My to Hoosiers. Uh, my Ho- uh, let, okay, let's stop and talk about this one. All right, all right. My Hoosiers are so close. I can't. I can't handle it anymore. It's like, isn't that you're on? Lot? You're on the verge of being. You know, getting that signature win. And it's like, it's right there for the taking, and then, you know, it just gets pooped on. It's, uh, it was an amazing... Basketball season's on its way, buddy. (sighs) But I want the football team to be good. I know the basketball team's going to be okay. I want the football team to at least be relevant. Here's what I love about you, and I'm fine isolating people right now. I'm totally fine with it. You are a Hoosier basketball fan. Correct. You are not... I'm not a Notre Dame football fan. You are fan. not a Notre Dame football fan. You give Hoosier fans a bad name. I'll, uh, I will call you out. I've called my yeah. friends out. Okay? They're I, the worst. You people are the worst. I Yes, you people. You people are the worst. Quit rooting for IU basketball and Notre Dame football. Pick one. Yes. Okay? Now, if you went to Notre Dame, you're a Notre Dame fan. Now, yes. I can't... I have But really, here's the thing. Like, here's, I went to Purdue, so I can't say yeah, that yeah, part of it. But if you are if you are a fan of one, you can't cherry pick here, people. But Notre Dame has a good basketball team. They usually have a decent basketball Mike team. Mike Green has brought life into that basketball team. Yeah, they I don't, are I don't get it. Every year, maybe not to win the ACC, but once they get in the tournament, anyways, anyways, anyways. I digress, I digress, I digress. But I was going to take that open door. That is the funniest thing. When I hear somebody say I'm an IU basketball fan, I typically ask with such judgment, do you like Notre Dame football? I'm an IU fan. IU. Through and through. I love it. I'm glad that their soccer team does well, their baseball team does well. Mad respect. Love Okay. Mad respect for you. Hoosiers all. All right. LSU. Who else should we have go down? LSU beats Auburn. Coach O finally getting that win. I could listen. Finally. I could listen to that dude talk all day. I don't know about you. I love listening to Coach Ogeron yes. just talk. He's perfect for LSU. Rough start to the season. Very rough. Very rough start to the season. But he got that win. Hopefully, he can build some momentum and at least. You know, it's his first year as a head coach right. there at LSU. And you've got to give a man a chance. Yes. I think, don't get me wrong, he had a lot of talent. There were high expectations. But, you know, you got to let him at least get his feet wet, you know, and figure out, you know, where he's at. Right. I think he's going to be fine. Yes, I am too. Uh, just wrapping it up, Arizona State beating Washington. Another just embarrassment for a uh, top five team. So All yeah. this to say, life is good. For the Buckeyes. Life is very... I told... We, we talked about it after the Oklahoma yes. loss. They're fine. They're if fine. they take care of business, they're going to be fine. They win the Big Ten, they're in. All right. Let's just jump straight back into uh, the NFL. Uh, one, so I was in the hospital Thursday night, but was able to watch your Eagles. Wow. I mean... Yes, sir. Fly, they, Eagles, fly. They look good. They look like they also tried to give the game away. They, but. Hey, yeah, hey, Thursday on the road. I Honestly, I wasn't expecting a win. I was expecting a struggle. Carolina's defense very good. But the turning point for that was when Keekley went out of the game for a little while. Yes. Keekley, you know, had the head yes. injury. That defense is is not nearly as intimidating with him, right. with him on the sidelines. Right. So that was a huge, huge deal. Carson Wentz continues to impress me. Yep. Like there's just something about that kid yep. that is just awesome. The receivers are reliable. Yep. Uh, the tight ends so, are yep. are a monster right Ertz. now. Is it Ertz? Ertz, Trey Burton, and Brent Selleck, who's yep. still there. Yeah. Uh, you know, three tight ends that can get it done. The running backs are you know getting it done. Special teams is getting it done. The front seven on the defensive side getting it done. Fletcher right. Cox is a monster. Right. All right, once they get their secondary healthy, that defense is going to be un- unbelievable. Yeah, I find myself pulling for your Eagles. Yes, that's what I like to hear. I, I don't know. Very brainwashed my wife. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I could care I know less you're about the, you know, I, I like, I like Zeke. That's about <laughs> it, you know, in the NFC East. Even though he plays for the, Reg- the Redskins, I got slight love for Ryan Kerrigan. He is a boiler. So I, I got a little love there, but yeah, the Eagles have been fun. But outside of that, I, 
maybe the Chiefs too. I don't know who's good in the NFL. I don't. Well, the Chiefs lost. I know they they the Steelers who we thought everyone thought was on the downturn. Right. Go into Arrowhead, which is one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. Yeah. And just yeah, as a Bengals fan, I was really hoping that the because the Ravens right. lost to the lowly Browns, Trubisky, you know, looked okay. Bears. Bears, I mean, he Bears. looked okay. He looked okay. Uh, rookie second start. I mean, gosh, <laughs> when you get a picture of him and you're like, how old is this little kid? <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I think the hardest part of the day, just as a football fan was watching Aaron Rodgers potentially off oh, of the season. That hurts. Off a stupid, moronic hit. Did you think this hit was dirty? I thought it was. I didn't think so. I thought he... It's it's hard to stop your momentum like that. He, I didn't think that the hit was dirty. He chucked him down, man. He chucked him down. No, I, 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 I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. That's fine. I, I, didn't, I didn't think the hit was dirty. He just he landed wrong. In like, the divisional rivalry game, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it again. A little bit from... of mustard on it. And here's... All right. Can I just... This is what irritates me the most about the NFL. And I think that anybody that listens to us is going to completely agree. There is no continuity in the NFL. None whatsoever. All right? I was watching the Ravens-Bears uh, game. Uh, Ravens player wraps up uh, Trubisky and just like has his arms around his legs... Mitchell falls down. They give the guy a, a, a flag. Yeah. And then you watch the the Green Bay game. I don't think he got flagged for that. No, he did not. And that was like that's a but like I said, injury. I I was okay with it. I don't mm. I don't feel like it was a dirty hit. I don't I don't think it was there. I if I am not mistaken, uh, they are given two steps. Pretty yeah. much. Like, after the ball is released, yeah. if that lineman takes more than two steps, it's considered a late hit because just it's momentum. I it, get it, man. I get it. I don't know. You just you just hate losing uh, You just hate losing a player like that. I, no, I agree. No one wants to see, you know, big-time players especially go down like that. But, like I said, there's the I inherent think risk I think it was dirty, of injury. Man. I think it was dirty. I, I don't know. But could, could I pay you money to watch the Monday Night Football game tonight? I'm going to watch it. Here's why. Because I am a field goal, an extra point away from winning a fantasy football league from Adam Vinatieri. That's all I need. Field goal, extra point, or just a long field goal, and I win in my pay league. Here's so, what I need. Here's what I'm I need. Gonna I'm, our, a, I'm gonna watch in it. In our league, yes. I need uh, I need Tennessee just to go off defensively. Defensively. Could I, happen. I benched Houston yesterday. Oh no, for Tennessee. Oh no. Yeah, not Why? good. Uh, horrible choice. Uh, you playing know, the Browns. I know, but I thought the Colts would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Man, that's saying something. So we'll see. When you thought the Colts were going to be worse than we'll the Browns. See. But going just back at All right, so NFL divisional game Tennessee though, and, and yeah, 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 NFL big picture. I don't know who's good. Patriots struggle with the Jets. Yeah, apparently, Wait, apparently we're. I, I actually game. haven't seen seen the video of that fumble, the Safarian Safarian Jenkins right uh, uh, supposed right uh, fumble. But Patriots struggle with the Jets. The Ravens lose to the Bears, who after you know the first couple weeks we thought the Ravens, you know, right. with that stout defense, were going to be world beaters. The Rams who everyone thought was going to be the laughing stock of the league, are now the best team in their division, which includes Seattle. Right. Might be, outside the Eagles, the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I think things are looking great for your Eagles right now. Oh, yes. because here, So they, their bye week is late. I think they have three, three home games. They play Monday night next week against the Redskins, so that's a big game, but it's at home. Yep. They get, I think, three consecutive home games before they go into their bye. So they're, yeah. the schedule is favorable. I think a late – I was thinking about this actually earlier. A late bye for a team that's you know rolling is actually better because you want to keep that momentum going right. and get that kind of rest week late in the season right. going into the playoffs. Now, if you're you know struggling early, well, you about, can't you can't wait for that. Yeah, bye. I think about the Bengals who are on a bye this week. Um, you know they they're coming off back to back wins. Mm-hmm. 
And they're not necessarily against great teams, but still a win is a win in the NFL. Um, <laughs> a win is a win no matter where you're yes. at. But, uh, especially in the NFL where every every game really matters. Um, I feel good. I mean, like the you Ravens should. look beatable our game our next game is against the Steelers which you know makes me nervous but you 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 beat the Steelers and then all of a sudden momentum is on your side and what looked like was going to be a devastating season where you're going to put a paper bag around your head and watch a Bengals game I feel like we have a chance yes and I hate saying this but the AFC uh north might be the worst division in football. I mean... Might be. AFC South's not far behind. I was about to say. But I think... I think Houston, right now, could be any team in the AFC South. How many teams are kicking themselves for not... Drafting Deshaun Watson? Yes. A lot, especially the Browns. Browns pass... I wish I had the list in front of me of all the quarterbacks the Browns have passed on in probably the last five years... It, it, it's it's comical, right? At least to us, right. for the Browns, everyone should be fired. Right. Everyone should be fired for the people they've passed up on. But so you got the AFC North, AFC South. For the Colts to be, the Colts could legitimately win this game tonight. Get three and three, and then get Andrew Luck back. It's unbelievable that the fact they're in the position they are, especially after the first two weeks. Totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Right. That's an easy, easy like eight and eight kind of going to the playoffs to see what happens. It's a divisional. Yeah, nine nine wins is going to win that division. Yes. Nine wins. Now Houston looks scary to me. Yes. Houston's a scary team because I don't. I don't know if the defense is going to drop off as much as people think because this defense played without JJ Watt last year and made the playoffs. Right. So. Their defense, I think, is going to be okay. They're not going to be that elite level without them. And then their offense, Deshaun Watson is just, he he's unbelievable right now. This is kind of the, the intangible thing is when New Orleans won their Super Bowl, it was coming off a devastating hurricane. There is something to be said about a team rallying around a common cause, right? building up a community, having this purpose greater than themselves, greater than just a paycheck, greater than just getting a ring, right? Like right. there is just something about that that motivates a team. You know, you think about Chuck Pagano's first season. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, truly, that was a Bruce Arian season. I mean, right. he, he led the team, but for that team, they but gathered they rallied and they around, rallied around Chuck. Chuck Pagano, uh, in spite of Grigson, right? So, <laughs> I mean, they were able to do something. So, yeah, it could be interesting to see how the rest of this NFL season and then progresses. The Falcons, who I thought were good, have lost two in a row at home, especially yesterday against the Dolphins with Jay <laughs> Cutler. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Smoking I don't know. A Sig Jake Cutler. Yeah, I yeah, pretty much. I don't know anything about the NFL. I know one thing. My Eagles are pretty good. I don't want to jinx them. Yep. My Eagles are pretty good. The Browns are bad. <laughs> That's all I know. Everything else in between, I don't know. Even the the Giants beating Bron- the yeah, Broncos I, last I, night in Mile High. I was like, yeah, huh? I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I tr- I just was curious how bad that drumming was gonna be. And I was like, well, there you go. There you have it. Well, and even the Niners, the Niners who are 0-6, okay, awful roster, they've lost five games in a row by three points or less. Yep. It's the first time in NFL history it's ever happened. It's like, they're they're right there. They don't want to be right there because they want that high pick. Right. But it's like... Right. They're doing it right, I guess. If that, is, I mean, they're being competitive and right. stuff like that. So I, like I guess I don't know anything about the NFL. Okay, here's what I do now. Tomorrow night, NBA season kicks. Kick tomorrow off. or Wednesday? Tomorrow night. Okay. Cavs, Celtics. Is that in Boston? I don't know. I think it's in I, Boston. I don't know. Who you got? In Boston. I think it comes down. Man, I don't. I don't trust an old. Dwayne Wade, a broken down Derrick Rose. I don't I can't I can't see LeBron carrying them both right now. 
and ca- I don't right. see it. I like the Celtics. It's hype. It's hype versus talent, really, is what it is. Like, now, now don't, get me, don't get me wrong. I don't think the chemistry thing will be as big a deal because Wade and LeBron played together. Kevin Love was still there. Tristan, like, the core of Cleveland no, is you. still there. I, you. I don't think a chemistry thing, but I just, I mean. Everybody's healthy at this point, first game of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, still Derek like Rose has got like three weeks left until he expires, but I don't know. I'm excited. I hope, I, I I hope it's a game. I mean, I would love nothing more than to see uh, Gordon get a game-winning three. Oh, that'd be sweet. I, I, and I think I think the whole Hayward, you know, Horford, Kyrie thing is going to work. I, th- I think it's going to. I think... I think Horford's been there long enough now. Like it's his, it's kind of his team. Yeah. But then you got the uber talented Kyrie. Yeah. With the versatile Gordon Hayward, who understands what Brad Stevens wants. Right. You got some nice young players and Jason Tatum. Yeah, I'm pumped about Tatum. Yeah, it's. It, I think I like Boston. I'm pumped. But about... then you got Golden State and Houston playing as well. Oh man, I hate I hate the late games. Because that's the, fun the game. Ones. That's the game I want to watch. Those are I the fun ones. You. I agree with you. Well, um, I think I think this was a good good episode. Good, it was good number ten for us. Uh, lots of dude, lots of just great sporting things going on. Oh yeah, nationally, locally. Um, you know, like we said, get out, Warriors. Check everybody uh, out. Go. Go watch a cross-country meet. Yes. Uh, go make sure you're there 10 a.m. for the volleyball game. Cheer those girls on. Drive the the drive to wherever that place is. <laughs> South Vermillion, right? Absolutely. Get, and a, then, get an apple or something. Um, what was I going to say here? Oh, for, totally forgot to mention it. With all you know, the state tournament stuff going on, the JV football team closed out their season with a win against Northmont as well. So... Shout out to them. Awesome. Warrior Nation, peace out. Peace.